I am Becky Hennessy, your guide on the path of imperfection. This is episode number one, starting the journey. This is the Path of Imperfection, a podcast for imperfect women and the imperfect men who love them. If you are ready to show how big your brave is and lean into this human experience, join the journey. My oldest recently had her 10th birthday, which means that about 10 years ago, I officially became a parent. I can't really remember life before that, probably because I'm so sleep deprived. Those memories have all just become kind of foggy prior to children. This is The Path of Imperfection, a podcast about our imperfect journey through life. I am your guide, Becky Hennessy. This is episode number one hopefully the first of many episodes to come. In light of this being the first episode, let me introduce myself to you a little bit. I am the mom of three awesome kids. Mini me just turned 10, Jason Jr. is seven, and the boy turned four in October. My husband and I met in eighth grade English class. We've been best friends ever since. We got married in 2004. I am a Latter-day Saint, which is a huge part of my life. I have been a therapist for about the last 10 years. I am a licensed clinical social worker. I have a private practice, Bricks Family Counseling in Taylorsville, Utah. I'm also an independent facilitator for love and logic. Enough about me. Let's dive into our topic today. I thought it fitting with this being the first episode of a podcast called The Path of Imperfection to talk about just that. Perfectionism is a plague that is running rampant right now. It's incredibly contagious. It can be very difficult to cure. Difficult, but not impossible. And the cure isn't to become perfect. The cure is to lean into the imperfection. So here's the thing, ladies and some gentlemen, I hope. If you are under the belief system that you picked to come to this world, then you get to be under the belief system that you picked imperfection. You have a body, you have perceptions, you have opinions, you have feelings, you have choices. These things and many others ensure that imperfection is an absolute. So I'm a huge fan of researcher named Brene Brown. I'm going to be talking about her a ton, probably at least once every podcast. She describes perfectionism in the most authentic, raw, and real way. And so I'm going to share her definition of what perfectionism is. So Brene says, perfectionism is not the same thing as striving to be your best. Perfectionism is not about healthy achievement and growth. Perfectionism is the belief that if we live perfect, look perfect, and act perfectly, We can minimize or avoid the pain of blame, judgment, and shame. It's a shield. Perfectionism is a 20-ton shield we carry around thinking it will protect us when, in fact, it's the very thing that's really preventing us from taking flight. Preach, Brene, preach. That is exactly what perfectionism is, right? So she also says that healthy striving is self-focused. How can I improve? Perfectionism is other-focused. 
What will they think? A lot of times, and I'm guilty of this just as much as anyone else, it's easy to say, I'm not a perfectionist. I'm just trying to do my best. I'm just trying to be my best. I'm just trying to be the best me that I can possibly be, right? But healthy striving is not about perfectionism. Healthy striving is self-focused. How can I improve? Perfectionism is other-focused. What will they think? So we're going to talk a little bit about poop. We're parents or we know kids or whatever. And so it's okay for us to talk about this thing. I don't know how many of y'all have animals. We are not animal lovers in our home. Let me rephrase that. The parents are not animal lovers in our home. Our children would be above the moon if we got pets, but we don't have pets because I have children. I'm sure there are many animal lovers out there who are listening to this. When you're potty training a pet, a dog, let's say, it takes a little bit for that dog to get used to the potty training rules, right? And this can be the same for kids too. Like when I was potty training my kids, it took a little longer for them to figure out what the rules of potty training were, right? And so when an animal's being potty trained in a home, if you're gone for a while and you come back, there are times where you will smell a very unpleasant surprise. You might not see it. You might not know where it is. But the smell helps you know there's something somewhere. So let me tie that in. Shame is the poop. Perfectionism is the smell. So when perfectionism is present, shame is somewhere. You may not know where, but it's somewhere. How Brene describes it is when perfectionism is driving, shame is always riding shotgun and fear is the annoying backseat driver. So these are friends, perfectionism, shame, and fear. When we attach acceptance, approval, others' perceptions, perceptions of ourselves to our worth, it is an incredibly destructive journey. Worth is a birthright. You just get it. You just have it. Worth is not a consequence and it is not a reward. We don't get it if we're good. We don't lose it if we're bad. Worth just is. Now, whether you agree or not doesn't make it change. Gravity just is. If you don't agree with gravity, it doesn't really matter because if you jump off of something high, you're going to fall down. Worth just is. You can't earn it. You can't lose it. Everyone has it. Folks who are incarcerated have worth. They do not deserve freedom, but they have worth. That's why we feed them and we clothe them and we treat them with dignity because that worth is just present. Worth is infinite. The word infinite means limitless, cannot be measured. So if you have infinite worth, your worth cannot be measured. To say that you're worth something if you perform a certain way, if you act a certain way, if you say certain things, if you look a certain way, measures it. It goes against what worth is. When you understand that principle to your very core, a lot of things make sense. The problem isn't that others don't understand our worth. The problem is that others don't understand theirs. Okay? So if you get this, if you understand this concept of worth that everybody has it, can't be earned, can't be lost, it's not measured up against anything, then by default, you have to treat people different. Let that sink in a little bit. Feeling worthless feels awful because you aren't worthless 
and you will never be. Folks will come in and they'll talk to me all the time about how heavy they feel, how sad they feel, how down they feel when they think of themselves as worthless, that it it brings them down. And they err on the side of thinking, I feel that way because it's true and because the truth hurts. What folks need to realize is feeling worthless feels crummy because lies feel crummy. When someone's lying to you, it sits in your gut a certain way. When you're lying to yourself, it sits in your gut a certain way. The reason worthlessness feels awful is because it's not true and it will never be true. That's why it feels awful. Okay. So another thing that Dr. Brene Brown has said is she has said, perfectionism is self-destructive simply because there is no such thing as perfect. Do you hear that? Now, some of you might feel like that's good news and some of you might feel like that's bad news. In my book, it just is. Perfectionism is self-destructive simply because there is no such thing as perfect. Perfection is an unattainable goal. Additionally, perfectionism is more about perception. We want to be perceived as perfect. Again, this is unattainable because there's no way to control perception, regardless of how much time and energy we put into it. So perfection is unattainable and perfectionism is more about perception. We want to be perceived as, right? And we have absolutely no say and no control over how other people perceive us, no matter how hard you try, no matter the effort you put into there. Perfectionism is self-destructive. Now, perfectionism is not only a problem for us. It's not just self-destructive for us. It's a problem for our relationship, any relationship that we have, whether that's a relationship with a spouse, a child, our parents, our family, friends. It's a problem for relationships because a lot of times we say that we don't judge others the same way we judge ourselves. We say to ourselves, we judge ourselves way harsher than we judge other people. But the truth is, by default, if you have unreasonable expectations of yourself, you will have them of other people. This is a concept that when I first heard it, when Dr. Brown first said it, it didn't sit well with me because I knew it was true, (laughs) right? I didn't want to know it, but that's how it is. So by default, if you have unreasonable expectations of yourself, you're going to have unreasonable expectations of others. If you judge yourself as weak for being human, for being imperfect, for needing help, for having to reach out, by default, you judge other people for that same thing. Now, you're going to turn this off because you're sick of hearing it and you don't believe it, or you're going to stick it through till the end of this podcast episode and you're going to think about it and over and over and over, you're going to say, nope, that can't be, that can't be, that can't be. But if you peel the onion back, I guarantee you, you will find it. Okay. Brene talks a ton about this. This is a, That's a whole different podcast, but it's important to know that perfectionism is a cancer in any relationship and it will create disconnection. It's not a self-contained thing. We think, yeah, I've got like perfectionism issues and all that kind of stuff, but it's just a me thing. Like it doesn't affect other people. That is inaccurate. It 100% affects other people. It's a problem for our kids, not just because of the expectations we might have for them and that those expectations might be unreasonable or not just because we have a difficulty being able to control their unpredictability or be okay with their unpredictability. It's a problem for our kids because our kids watch us carefully. 
from a very young age, whether we like it or not. And these just aren't our kids. These are our nieces, our nephews, kids. If you're over volunteering at the school, if you're involved with some church group, kids in there, kids watch. They're incredibly observant. And if they see how we see ourselves with perfectionist goggles, they will pick up those same goggles when they start looking at themselves, not just appearance-wise, characteristic-wise, fault-wise, flaw-wise, whatever. So one of the best ways for us to prevent perfectionism in our children is to combat it within ourselves because they will watch and they will see and they know if that's present. We have got to accept that to be human means that we are beautifully imperfect. To accept that we are flawed is one of the greatest gifts that we can give to ourselves. And by doing it, it's one of the greatest gifts that we can give to someone else. Because if we accept our vulnerabilities, if we accept our imperfections, if we accept our human nature, we give other people permission to do the same just by being in their sphere of influence or having them be in our sphere of influence. So let's join the revolution of those who have braved this path before. I want you to take just a minute and focus on what stood out to you in the last 20 minutes. What did your heart say needs to be different so you can start to lean into this imperfect human experience? I want you to challenge yourself to start that journey. Until next time.